So since the 2016 Irish general election, the largest party, Fine Gael, were leading a minority government with some independence and being propped up by the second largest party, Fine Fáil. But in December, there was a motion of no confidence in the Minister of Housing. Then in January, a motion of no confidence in the Minister of Health was called. So the Irish government does not really enjoy strong majority support. And as Brexit has now been completed, and a large focus of this kind of Irish government has been to get Brexit over the line and sort out negotiations on that front, the outgoing Taoiseach and leader of Fine Gael, Leo Varadkar, decided to call a general election on the 8th of February. And what was, the, what, what was this election mainly about? What were the hot topics of debate? Um, a major issue was housing. So there's a housing crisis in Ireland at the moment uh, with a lack of rent controls. Homelessness is skyrocketing compared to previous years. Um, so a lot of people cared about those issues. One thing that it wasn't about was Brexit. I think an RTE exit poll showed that only 1% of voters actually considered Brexit a major factor when voting, which hit Leo Varadkar quite badly because Fine Gael's campaign was largely about their success in the Brexit negotiations. Why, why wasn't it about the election, uh, Brexit? Um, I think because most Irish people aren't reliant on another country's internal affairs in deciding their own political like situation so there are healthcare issues housing issues wage issues pension age issues that are far more important than the trade negotiations of some neighboring country and the significance of the victory for Sinn Féin although they didn't top the poll you know what why is it so significant that they came out so well in this election yes yeah, so Sinn Féin is the first party since 1922 that isn't Fine Gael or Fianna or their predecessors to win the popular vote in Ireland. So it is a record-breaking result by any measure, the 100 years pretty much, yeah. Um, and even though they didn't win the most number of seats technically, because Fianna Fáil drew a number of seats and then had one extra automatically, because the Kim Carvalho, the equivalent of a speaker, is basically automatically re-elected. But yeah, it's groundbreaking because for the first time since 1922, another party has taken a popular vote. And what should we take away from their victory in terms of what's to come ahead for, for Ireland and perhaps its relationships with the rest of, of Europe and particularly Great Britain? Um, I mean, there are several different options. So one thing that's been made clear during the election campaign and in the days since the election is that both Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil aren't willing to go into government with Sinn Féin. There was some sort of consideration that Fianna Fáil might change their mind on that but today seems to, they seem to have been pretty clear that they won't be doing that um, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael for the first time ever don't have a majority between just the two parties so we're not sure what could happen there Sinn Féin is currently exploring a, the potential of a left-wing government but it's unlikely that they've got sufficient numbers in the Dáil or the Irish Parliament basically for that so we could be heading for another Irish general election later this year we'll see in terms of relations, I think, in terms of relations for the UK, I don't think a huge amount will change immediately in the sense that I, the, a lot of the British press have been complaining about how the Irish government under Leo Varadkar and Fine Gael have been anti-Britain in Brexit negotiations. Unfortunately for the UK, Fine Gael is by far the most pro-British party in the Irish doll, but no one wants negative relations with the neighbouring country. There might be pressure for an Irish unity referendum, but again, that's technically on the behalf of the British Secretary of State for the North of Ireland to call, so not much can happen there. In regards to relations with the rest of Europe, every major party in Ireland is pro-European Union. Um, 
Sinn Féin have asked for the European Union to sort of support Irish unification as they did with Germany and as they do with Cyprus now, but there's no kind of move away. There's no like Irexit, for example. There's no move for Ireland to leave the EU. So negotiations and relations will stay quite similar. We've just seen, and this is slightly off from the Republic of Ireland, but we've just seen the removal of Julian Smith from the Office of Secretary of State for Northern Ireland. What do you make of that? And how do you think it will affect Ireland? What do you think his successor will, will face in the coming weeks in his position? Now that Stormont is mm. also back together as well, do you think there is going to be a significant role and place for the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland? Absolutely, yes. Um, today, I can't believe I'm saying this, today is a bad day for the North of Ireland, the fact that a NI Secretary has been sacked because Julian Smith, strangely enough, managed to gain the respect of pretty much every community in the North. Um, part of the power sharing deal which allowed Sinn Féin, DUP, SDLP, UUP and Alliance to get back into the executive was that legacy issues would be dealt with, which means that soldiers won't be immune from prosecution if they've committed war crimes like shooting civilians in the back. But unfortunately the British government takes a rather different view and all indications seem to suggest that he's been sacked because he doesn't think that war criminals should be immune from prosecution. Um, so it looks like it's a very dark day for those issues and we'll see how long the uh, Stormont executive is able to survive that as well. Well, thank you very much, Sean, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing you, hearing from you at some point later on uh, in the year. Thank you. Thank you.